Welcome to Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is Monday, April 20th. And I want to do something a little different with the podcast this week. So Monday through Friday of this week, I'm going to be talking about revival. Now, normally, if I mention anything about revival, I usually see people go into a semi-comatose state. So (laughs) perhaps our nation needs revival. I think our world needs revival. But more importantly, I know I personally need revival. And so I would like to dedicate this week to the revival, the great revival of the Hebrides that occurred from 1949 to 1952. And a few years ago in 2002, Daryl and I headed over to the Hebrides in Scotland because we'd been reading about revival and praying for revival and longing for revival and hoping for revival. So through some context Daryl had, we emailed the church where the Great Revival of 1949 took place in a village called Barbus on the Isle of Lewis. The pastor was young and friendly and very warm, and he invited us to come. He said, I would love for you both to come here. So he said, come, pay us a visit, and if you show up, I would love to welcome you to preach at the church. He admitted there wasn't much of a revival going on anymore. You wouldn't even know it had been a place of a great moving of the Holy Spirit. And uh, he was a dear. So Daryl had another connection, a man named Donald Smith. He had a contact uh, with Donald Smith, who had actually lived through and experienced uh, the great Hebrides revival. Donald's father was a blacksmith of the village who played a vital role in praying in the revival in 1949. So Donald invited us. Donald Smith said, come stay at my house. And the pastor of the church invited us. And so the story of the revival is so amazing. And the details are pure phenomena. I wish I could tell you all that happened during the outpouring of God's spirit at that time. Scotland was in moral ruins after World War II. Spiritually, no one was interested in church or the things of God. The Isle of Lewis, part of the Hebrides, suffered greatest loss after the war and was struggling on every socio-economic level you can imagine. In 1949, life uh, on the Isle of Lewis looked hopeless to its citizens. So, Daryl and I, we said... In 2002, we were desperately wanting to speak to people who had experienced the Great Revival, most of whom would be in their uh, 80s or 90s. And we thought if we want to go talk face-to-face with people who experienced the Great Revival of the Hebrides, time was running out. So we hopped on a plane and headed over to the Isle of Lewis. We wanted to see these people. We wanted to hear their reports and get some things recorded because we personally wanted to know what it was that brought revival and how did God determine revival uh, to take place in the lives of people. You know, the Isle of Lewis and uh, the village of Barvis, in 1949, the Spirit fell so strongly and mightily on that village that sailors at sea thought the village was on fire. People in neighboring towns came running into Barvis because they thought something was aflame. 
and all they found was God's convicting power falling on them. Some of them, it, the power of God fell on them so intensely that as they ran into the village, uh, they fell to their knees and cried out in repentance to get right with God. It was this mighty move of the Holy Spirit that just swept from Barvis out into outlying areas. The Isle of Lewis would just uh, for years, there was services every single day with people being healed and delivered and saved by the power of God, by the grace of God. And if you think this is too melodramatic or you think it's too over the top, I just want to remind you that this is Scotland that I'm talking about and the Church of Scotland, which is, you know, the mother of Presbyterians. Um, these were conservative and reserved individuals. They didn't even use hymnals. They thought hymnals were too worldly. The church there would only sing psalms straight out of the Bible, and they would do it without instruments because they thought instruments were too prideful. They were conservative. They were reserved. They were staunch, small island Scots, none of which are known for being overly emotional or melodramatic. You see, it all came about because of these two old maid sisters. One was blind and the other crippled with arthritis. Peggy was 82 and Christine was 84. They were the Smith sisters and they desperately loved God and their island and they carried a tremendous burden for their island's youth. That economic downturn that I mentioned after the war left the Isle of Lewis in financial ruins. Alcoholism was highest in Scotland on the island, and domestic violence was rampant. So there was poverty, joblessness, hopelessness, and crime. And uh, Barvis was indeed a horrid place to live. The sisters' hearts broke as they saw and heard what happened there daily. Health issues didn't permit the two women to attend church, Services had dwindled to only maybe a handful of elderly uh, on Sundays. Teens and young adults had no interest in religion and never attended services, even on high holy days like Christmas and Easter. Young people were, were very pros promiscuous and they were troublemakers simply out of boredom and hopelessness. The Smith sisters had a deep, deep love for God. Uh, it went back generations. Their father, their father's father, their father's father's father. And they took their uh, faith in God very seriously. So when they saw what was happening to their village and to the isle, they committed themselves to pray. And they prayed earnestly. And think of how weak and foolish they must have looked. One blind, one crippled with arthritis. They couldn't even leave their little, their little um, humble cottage, their small cottage. And neighbors would occasionally uh, check in on them. Close friends would check in on them from time to time, and they found out the sisters were having a regular prayer time asking God to move miraculously on Barbus and the Isle of Lewis. So occasionally, people would say, well, can we come join you? And they said, sure, we love to have people come and join us in prayer. And eventually, that group got too big for the sisters' little cottage. So the local blacksmith, this was Donald Smith, who we visited, Donald Smith's dad, the local blacksmith opened up his barn for prayer meetings. So for several years, it was actually seven, seven years, a handful of men and women met at the blacksmith's barn to pray for an outpouring of God's spirit on their church. They wanted God to move on their church and on their village and on their island. 
And then they began to ask God to bring a revival that would transform Scotland and reach the world. It's a pretty powerful prayer. They were simple men and women, uneducated, unknown, unimportant to the world. But in their weaknesses and what we might consider their feeble state, they went before a mighty God and cried out for revival. Seven years. They dedicated Tuesday and Friday nights to pray from 10 p.m. until 2 or 3 in the morning. Donald Smith's father, you know, he's the village blacksmith, he attended and took young Donald with him. It was life-changing for me to sit with Donald Smith in his living room as he told us story after story of God's power. When the Holy Spirit came, Donald said the house shook, and it shook so strongly that the dishes in the cupboards rattled. He said they were happy and scared all at the same time when the Spirit of God fell. He said the Spirit's presence changed everything. And old Donald Smith sat in his father's cabin and he was telling us, weeping as he was remembering all that happened. I've never heard anything like it. We sat in that living room for about four hours as he told us about the great revival. The revival lasted from 1949 to 1952. Duncan Campbell was a Scottish preacher and he played a major role in what happened on the tiny Isle of Lewis. There's so much to the story and I can't tell it all here, but over the next few days, I'm going to let those who experienced it tell you what happened in their own words. For the rest of the week, this podcast will be dedicated to telling the stories of the men and women of Barbas who experienced one of the greatest revivals of our time. The Spirit of God moved so powerfully on the village that jails emptied, Yous didn't miscarry, marriages were restored, bodies were healed, and God saved thousands of men, women, and children as the Holy Spirit drew them to Jesus. I'll close today's podcast with the words of Duncan Campbell, the man who preached the Hebrides revival for over three years. But something that's kind of interesting to me, and um, it's in the news nowadays, I wrote about this in 2009, I wrote about it in 2017, but um, these two old maid women who prayed in the revival there in Barbas, Peggy and Christine Smith, interestingly enough, they are the great aunts of President Donald Trump. His mother was their niece. And uh, in 1949, she took three-year-old uh, Donald Trump's mother, took three-year-old Donald to Barbas during the revival to see the aunties and also to see what God was doing. So I think it's interesting, and to me it's interesting, I had no idea that Donald Trump had that kind of um, family heritage. I don't even know that he does, but that kind of family heritage is quite interesting and perhaps not just a coincidence. So I'll close today's podcast with the words of Duncan Campbell, the man who preached the Hebrides revival. These are his words. Then I would like to make it perfectly clear what I understand of revival. When I speak of revival, I am not thinking of high-pressure evangelism. I am not thinking of crusades or of special efforts convened and organized by man. This is not in my mind at all. Revival is something altogether different from evangelism on its highest level. Revival is a moving of God in the community and suddenly the community becomes God-conscious 
before a word is said by any man representing any special effort. That was Duncan Campbell in 1966 reporting on what had happened in the Great Revival. I don't know about you. I would love to see revival like that come to our nation. I would love to see revival like that come to my church. But most importantly, I would love to see revival like that come into my own life. I really want to see God move. And during this time of quarantine, I have realized how important it is for us to get on our knees and to seek a holy God and ask him to give our nation one more chance, one more chance to do right and be right and be proclaimers of the truth of God that is found only in Jesus Christ. So I hope you'll join me this week as we look at the Great Hebrides Revival. It's one of the most exciting stories I've ever read or experienced in some way firsthand by being there. Daryl and I were so fortunate to visit with several people who'd lived through the revival and as they talked and the tears would flow down their faces and they would tell us what God had done for them. It was absolutely transformational. Well, this has been Truth Matters with Terry McCarthy. I hope you'll join me this week as we look at the great revival of the Hebrides. Thank you. See you tomorrow.